All right, welcome to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast. Tonight is our first night talking about the Sons of Fantasy Football League specifically. I'm going to be breaking down keepers and who everyone in the league is going to be keeping and who they should be keeping from my esteemed panel. That includes myself, Matt Kozlowski, the Denver Desert Dog. Joining me as usual, Shane Stein. It's good to be here, Matt. Wait, I didn't mean to go there. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) All right, yeah, so Shane Stein's joining us, not as usual. Well, yeah, he's back now that the season's about to start. But my right-hand man, Eddie Mitchum, the Steel Curtain. How's it going, Ed? Yeah, I'm the one that's usually here. You'll be my left-hand man on draft day because you're sitting next to me. Pop Kaz and Butler holding it down again next to each other, just like the last always, two years. Always. Think they can get into a beer drinking contest? <laughs> I think Butler's got a shot. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Pop Kaz is softening in his old age. Yeah, but... man. That guy's going to just turn soft. <laughs> Bad news for the Patriots this year. <laughs> Which ones? Which Patriots? St. Louis. Okay. The other ones are fine. Yeah. All right. So, um, you guys excited for a keeper deadline? I'm nervous. Uh, I'm still, uh, still up in the air. Uh, <clears throat> week to go, less than a week to go here. What we got? Like three, four days, three days. Uh, Saturday, yeah. yeah so, I guess technically like two days. Two days and two hours, about. Yeah. Um, still not really sure. I only have one locked in. Uh, the other one's still up in the air. I'm sure you will make us wait till eleven fifty-nine. I will wait until the last hour. Yes. Ed, are you nervous? Excited? How you feeling? Too. You wanna you wanna explain that rhetoric? I thought it was self-explanatory. I just wanna get started on uh, figuring out what I'm gonna do for drafting. Yeah, we're all definitely excited. That is <clears throat> Christmas Day when it comes to fantasy season is draft day. Um, <clears throat> I think Ed was the one making a pitch that we should have two weeks in between keepers and. The draft day. Shane, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't know that, really, that we really need two weeks. I, mean, I feel like a week is enough to prep. I think we have a good idea of who each team can possibly keep. I mean, I don't think that anyone has an overabundance of, of guys that are going to select from. I said, I think I have about 17 of them of the 24 <laughs> locked down. Yeah. So. There are some wild cards out there. We'll get into them tonight. <laughs> All right, first team. I guess we can start off with uh, the. Let's start off with the cut and dry ones. All right, so we'll go with uh, Abusement Park, last year's scoring champion. And if uh, the Jordan Howard trade kind of locks him into the guys that he's going to keep. I'd say he's the early front runner for this year's scoring title again. Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty apparent after the Jordan Howard trade who he's going to keep. He's obviously keeping uh, David Johnson at measly four bucks. Yeah. Um, probably the best keeper in the league, in probably everyone's opinion here. Um, and then he's going to go ahead and keep OBJ for fifty. Ed, you see any reason to stray? No, but. I didn't really understand the Jordan Howard trade. I thought Howard and Johnson at ten bucks 
left him to get whatever receiver he wanted. Yeah, I agree. He could have he could have easily kept Johnson and Howard, and just went and drafted OBJ for maybe a little more than he would have kept him for at fifty. But you know, yeah, I think we basically have seen this in a couple. We saw it in my deal with Phil, and now we see it in Sure's strategy here. I had the option of either keeping Le'Veon Bell at the high price or I trade him away. I, I chose to trade him away and, and wanted the draft cash. Sure was going to choose to keep the superstar and, and, and spend the cash on his keeper. He did get 16 extra dollars. So he's starting at 203 now. Um, so this will make him probably lower third of the draft room, maybe more middle of the pack, but um, he's in good shape with these two keepers. It's a good start, definitely. Um, just talking about prices real quick. Do you guys think the dropping of a bench spot is going to affect prices at all? No. <laughs> Care to elaborate? I just I don't think it will. You think people are still going to hold some money off for the bench? I think that our league is proven that the top 50 are going to be pricey and the bench you'll get what you get for whatever you get them for I don't think a lot of people hold off for bench spots to begin with yeah I think there's probably some truth in that I feel like there's a lot of money this year to be thrown around but I don't know yeah I mean there's a lot of people that have that extra cash I mean and there's a lot of people I feel like don't have a lot of cash and have uh, some haves and have nots in there at least in the early going of the draft, for sure. Um, I think there's at least four or five guys that have a ton of cash that are going to be able to spend wildly on the guys that they want early in the draft. All right, let's go on to the next team. Another cut and dry one, in my opinion. Uh, Mixed Mad Dogs, the new team in the league, taking over the vacant spot. Um, Mick was the co-owner of the Fleetwood franchise the last two seasons. And he finally scraped up enough cash down his own team. So uh, he had a what I think was a slam dunk keeper in Devontae Adams at $5. And then he goes out and trades 16 for Jordan Howard. So he's got Howard and Adams for $11. And he's starting at 184 How do you guys feel about that? Uh, I think it was a really good move to get someone else that's a solid keeper because there wasn't another solid one on here. Um, what do you give up? A total of 16? Yeah. So 22 for Howard. I think he gets a nice nice pickup there for a, a discounted price. Yeah, he's, I think that those are the two guys he's going to go with. Um, obviously keeping Howard after he trades for him. Devontae Adams is probably the best one in my opinion on, on his squad. Um, I'd be surprised if he went anywhere else. Um, just looking at the roster, I'm not really sure what direction he could. Brandon Marshall Brandon was 11. Marshall. He's $11. And I know from just some texts with Mick, he was debating Lamar Miller at 26 before he traded for Howard. So those were the players he was kind of thinking about. Um, yeah, I think I could get behind a Brandon Marshall for 11. Um, I think he's the kind of guy that's going to be in your lineup every week. So, 11 bucks for for a guy that you're going to probably play just about every week of the season. 
isn't a bad deal, but I, I think he goes goes Adams. I know this isn't the draft preview, but uh, Lamar Miller's going to go for more than 26 probably in the draft. So what do you think about that, Ed? Because you seem to be ruffling your eyes a little bit. Yeah, because the numbers you're saying aren't matching up with on the sheet. Uh, Miller was 29? It says 30. Oh, sorry. And Marshall says 9. Oh, my bad. I'm just making sure this was right. It's all good. I don't have the sheet in front of me. I'm just... Yeah. Alright, so I thought maybe my stuff was wrong. No, I left my uh, I left my computer charger at work, so I'm going off the cell phone tonight. So. Alright. Uh, yeah, Miller's 30, so... I don't know. That's, that's too much to keep him, but... Yeah, I think it still might be a little bit of a discount, but I don't think you like it. No. Much rather prefer the two keepers that, uh, that Mick's going with. Good job by him, good start. Um, the Bull Weevils go over to Bull. Um, yeah, I think he had some options here. But I know he's going with Allen Robinson for 13, I believe. 12. 12 and, oh, 13 total. And, uh, Pryor for one. So Pryor's a great keeper at one. How do you guys feel about Allen Robinson? I feel like I like Keenan Allen at 18 better than I like Allen Robinson at 12. I agree. I think Allen Robinson's worth a shot at, at 12. Um, obviously a bad season last year, but he's shown two years ago that he can be a, a top-tier receiver in the league. Um, 12 bucks, you're not going to get hurt there, obviously. Uh, I'm always a big fan of finding the cheapest value you can in, in the keepers, and... 12 bucks for a guy that could potentially find himself in, as, a, as a wide receiver one by the end of the year is can't, can't do much better. Do I think he's going to be a wide receiver one? No, but he's probably going to be a wide receiver two. No, obviously he'd like him to do better than he did last year. 73 catches, 883 yards, and six touchdowns. But if that's what he gets from him at $12, that's not going to make or break his season. Um, for Bull, it's going to be how he spends his money. Compared to what he did last year, um, I, I'm with you though. I, I'm a Keenan Allen guy. I like. I would have rather had Keenan Allen, but I don't blame him for going Robinson. Robinson's shown that he can play every week. Allen hasn't, so I know Allen's injuries have been kind of fluky. But the other guy, I guess we could have talked about was uh, Tyrell Williams for five dollars. Any thoughts there? Uh, I don't think it's much to me. I thought you were going to say Cam Meredith 7, but... Yeah, that wouldn't have been bad either. Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't think you can go with Tyrell Williams. Um, not that he's not good value, but... I just don't know that I'm confident in him being... The I guy. feel like Meredith... I feel like Meredith has a easy tracks out from Allen Robinson this year. He could get the bulk of those garbage Allen Robinson points that made Allen Robinson so good this year, uh, two years ago. That could be Meredith's role. I feel like Robinson's value is very heavily tied to whether Leonard Fournette's healthy or not. I think if Fournette's healthy, Robinson doesn't have that great of a year. I think he really needs the volume. 
which is what he got two years ago. And we all know how we feel about Blake Bortles. So, uh, another cut and dry for me, St. Louis Patriots. <clears throat> Julio Jones and Travis Kelsey. Leaving, uh, leaving Isaiah Crowell back available for everyone. How are we feeling about that? I'd keep him over Kelsey, but that's just me. Well, we know the Patriots like their tight ends. Um, no one deploys the two-tight end system like the Patriots, like I've said before. Um, Kelsey's obviously a stud at the position. Can't really do much better. Got him for a decent price. 15. Um, probably going to pay 25 to 30 if he goes back in the draft. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you're getting good value there. Julio Jones is a tough one for me. That's quite a price to pay for for one player. What is it, 60 he's going to pay? 62? 50. What is it, Ed? 57. That's, so he doesn't get the bump this year? He was 54 last year. Oh, he's 54? Okay. Yeah. 57. It's a little expensive for me, but I mean, obviously Julio's top player in the league. Once again, that's... The strategy we were just talking about was sure. I mean, he's willing to pay the, the top price to make sure he has that star on his team. And he's gonna he's willing to forfeit the uh, the head start with the draft cash <clears throat> when we get to Saturday. Just depends how much of a bidding war you want to get in. I mean it, the safety of having that top player is really nice. <clears throat> so it depends do you feel like you can get involved in the bidding war and are you willing to pay a price that you may feel less comfortable with on Saturday? So, it's nice. I think, I think two intriguing, really one's more intriguing to me than the other. <clears throat> Willie Sneed and Stefan Diggs, both at dollar. I think Willie Sneed's a mid-tier guy that could take a big step this year. Yeah, Diggs isn't getting a lot of love, and I don't know why. I think he could have a nice season. Bradford was new to that system. Um, and they play the Saints in Week One. Just saw that. That's nice. What uh, what's the price tag on Landry? Ed? He's not too. He's not too expensive. Fifteen. You think he gets a bump with Cutler running the offense down there? No. <laughs> no. <clears throat> I I think I think it helps Parker and Stills more than it helps Landry. Unfortunately, unless Landry can change his game a little bit, it's just not. It hasn't been Jay Cutler's mo. So. <clears throat> All right, uh, another team, pretty cut and dry. Uh, Spears, your reigning champion. I think he, well, I'm pretty sure he's going Rodgers and Nelson, keeping the Green Bay passing combo. I guess you could have also considered Amari Cooper here. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I think... <laughs> I think those two guys, Rodgers and Nelson, are the right play. I think Rodgers at $20 with the increase in passing touchdown value, I think, is a good grab. Jordy at 16 So, I think that's definitely the right place for him. There's not a lot of other options out there. Especially if he's coming in down money, so. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have, outside of Zeke, who you're obviously not keeping for 49 Um, and Cooks for 42 I mean, he doesn't really have a lot of high-priced guys. 
Yeah, I mean, once Zeke got suspended, you obviously can't keep him anymore. Um, you don't want to spend 50 bucks on a guy that's not going to play the first six games. Um, Cooper's probably the only other guy on the team that you could consider, and I, I actually think I might have won Cooper. Um, I'm not sold on keeping a quarterback, especially for the price that he's going to have to keep Rodgers at. Not that it's overly expensive for Rodgers, but... I don't know, I think I'd rather the position player that I'm pretty confident is going to be a wide receiver two, wide receiver, bottom end wide receiver one possibly. <clears throat> Rodgers and Nelson makes some sense to keep them as a pair because we saw last year he was so tough to beat on weeks where the two of them went off together. Yeah. So that's the only thing that <clears throat> I think it would make more sense if he didn't have Rodgers to go Nelson and Cooper rather than keeping a quarterback at a good price, but this this makes sense, I think, to start your team. Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't go wrong. Um, pairing those two together, obviously, you know, Nelson's a lock as long as he's healthy to be a top top play, and, and Rodgers is obviously going to be a top two, three quarterback at the very least by the end of the year. So, Ed, any predictions on what Cooper's price will be in the draft? Yeah, he's kind of a guy just doing snake drafts that seems to kind of go all over. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I've seen him um, early second round to early third round. But yeah, there seems like it's either you like him or you don't. It's kind of, I mean, everyone gets to a point where it's like, all right, Cooper's there, I got to take him. But I think, it, I don't know, It's gonna he's going to be an interesting one to see. Say somewhere around 40. Yeah. Could be could be up up around that high, between thirty and forty, I'd say. Just just because it, it's going to depend on when he's thrown too. I know last year we got into a point where like Sammy Watkins for me was the last receiver in a tier, elevated his price a little bit. I could see that happening to Cooper this year. Um, I guess we'll go to my team next. With the roster I have right now. Um, I'm planning on keeping Todd Gurley and Tyreek Hill. Any opposition to that from you guys? No. <laughs> no, I definitely think uh, think Gurley's Gurley's got to be the play here. I don't know that you're thrilled about it, but you, you got to expect him to have a much better bounce back season than he had last year. Yeah. Still having a really nice price. Um, can Reek Hill do what he did put down the stretch last year? I guess that's the question. Obviously, you don't have a whole lot of money invested in him, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So you get to kind of just take a flyer on him for, for a cheap price. If you can do anything close to what he did down the stretch, he pays off and huge. Yeah, I just have to take a page out of what <clears throat> Eddie said in one of our first couple podcasts in the offseason. Just I have to understand what Hill's value is and what he really is. I can't think of him as a wide receiver, too. I have to think of him as a flex player and build around him that way, so... Ever since Eddie said that, it's made a lot of sense to me, and that's kind of how I've been approaching this. I'm still testing the trade market, though. Still seeing what's out there, so we'll see. Eddie, any thoughts on mine? You're good with that. The only other people I guess I barely considered was Cousins or Winston at three, but I want to see what the quarterback market looks like rather than keep one, so... 
Yeah, no, I think those two are the clear-cut keepers here. All right, uh, Seawolves, Phil Bruce. We know he's keeping Lev Bell. He made the big splash in the offseason trading for him, 25 bucks draft cash for a $49 belly. Now has $74 invested in arguably the top running back in the game. Um, I think I know where he's going with the second one. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. <sighs> I never know where Phil's going. <laughs> Um, if I had to guess right now, he's going Jordan Reed. It's not what he told me. But I could see him go Spencer Ware. It's not what he told me either. I could see him go Martavis Bryant. That's what he told me. Um, I think it's getting down to one of those three. Um, still think he likes Jordan Reed's value at the tight end position. Um, I think it's a little risky there, but so I think I think it essentially comes down to Ware and, and Bryant. Edward? Yeah. I think I would keep Bryant at a dollar, but I also think I would have never made that trade. I think just the simple fact that we can sit here and point three or four guys that he might be keeping says you don't need to trade and wrap up $75, $74 in Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, it's hard keeping two players from the same team at different positions, too, like that where their value may hurt each other. Um, it's not the same case as what we just talked about with Spears. Um, did hear a Chiefs beat writer say that he thinks Ware's a lock for 200-plus carries this year. So that's interesting. Um, because I think that, that's kind of been in doubt this offseason. What's the price on Ware, Ed? Five bucks. That's not bad. No. I mean, Ware for $5, Crowder for $5, Martavis Bryant for a dollar. I don't know. I can't justify that trade. Yeah. I, I I would have been interested to see what Bell would have gone for in the draft, though. We're not going to have a player like that. Well, we might, but... Got to figure it would have been in close Antonio Brown territory. Yeah, it would have been in the 70s, I think. So, I mean, I guess he got face value. So Probably would have been close to the 74 that, that he invested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. With all the, I mean, you have a lot of money. I have a lot of money. Bull has a lot of money. Ed has a lot of money. So, would have been interesting to see uh, see what he, have, what he would have gone for. All right. Um... Who's more cut and dry here? I guess Ed. Let's go. Let's talk about your team. Michael Thomas, obviously your slam dunk keeper for eight dollars, and then it's really down to AJ Green and Alshon Jeffrey, in my opinion. Um, decent value with Rob Kelly, I guess, and Jack Doyle, but maybe Amir Dole, I guess, but. I think you're trying to keep best available, so I think it's looking green and Thomas for you right now. Right now, as I said, yes, it is. Still working, though. Still working. Always. Always. Yeah, I'm not really sure which direction you're going to go here, but Michael Thomas is probably your number one, right? Going to lock him in. And then after yeah, that. Not close. $8 can't pass that up. Yeah, after that, you got you got some options here. Um, 
if I would have asked you last year, you would have thought Alshon Jeffrey was a slam dunk after the trade. But that also came before the AJ Green trade. <laughs> yeah. Um, gonna be interested to see which direction you kind of go here. Um, a lot of people expecting some big things out of Jeffrey, of course, in the Philadelphia area here. If I had to guess, though, I think the big guy is gonna go with. Robert Kelly. Ed, any thoughts? No. If Kenneth Dixon wasn't suspended, would you have considered him? Um. I know you were a big Dixon guy coming into last year. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the answer is no because he blew his knee out, but. I said if he was healthy and not suspended. Sorry. Healthy uh, part. Yeah, I didn't say that the first time. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would have given it that much thought because they just feel. I just feel like they don't want to run the ball. Yeah. They're okay with Flacco throwing it six hundred fifty times a year. So. All right. Um, let's talk about take your ball and go home. Let's go right the the host three in a row. We know Mike Evans for twenty five slam dunk. Um, getting a top six player in the draft at that price is outstanding. And there are a couple options after that. You have uh, Julian Edelman for 18. Correct. Ajayi for 7. Marshawn Lynch for 5. And Tyler Lockett for 5. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Lockett's good. He's going to run one back and catch one in week one. <laughs> First bold prediction of the podcast season. And I guess TB12 is another guy. Uh, I forget what his price is. 18? 19? 16. 16. So, Shane, why don't you give us a peek behind the curtain here? Yeah, I actually... Uh, obviously, Evans is going to be kept. Um, he's my number one. Um, then yeah it, I, it, I have a bunch of good options here I feel like I've been looking at in the last couple of weeks uh, I haven't really ruled anyone out yet uh, Brady, Ajayi uh, Edelman, Lynch um, even consider I mean Mike Gillisley is even a consideration at this point um, I, think he, I, think, I don't think he ends up getting kept but cheap guy Patriots running back looks to take over the LeGarrette Blunt role um, kind of like the value there so What's the price on Gillisley? This has to be a typo on this sheet, right? What's it say? 52? No, that's what he got him for in Fab. Oh, is that what he was? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was. No, I thought you, I picked him up in, after that. No, you got him the week after Shady got hurt. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I, 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 I came in as a keeper for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought I, thought I had dropped him and picked him back up. That's, all, that's my fault. Okay. I'll check that then. Um, You're not going that route anyway, so I wasn't gonna go that route anyway. But he was he was a consideration in my mind. <laughs> but it really comes down to it's probably Edelman and Lynch. I mean, those are the two that I'm trying to decide between. Not really leaning one direction or the other right now. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see which way you go. That's a that's a big chip out of either market, so. Ed, any thoughts on what Shane should do other than keeping Mike Gillisley? Um, yeah, I mean, 
Ghost would be my one. <laughs> I think, I mean, look, none of us here, I think, you know, doing one of the other shows that we all did together, I think the only one happened to be that division. None of us believe in a Ajay, but at $7, I mean, as long as you value him correctly, I think he would be my guy. Yeah, he's definitely hard to pass up at 7 but I don't blame you for being afraid of him either, so... Yeah, I mean, obviously I've considered Jai, but I mean, the guy just scares me. The guy just scares me a little bit. He's terrifying. As Ed so clearly mentioned, I think three games made up for half of his yards, basically. Yeah, he got like 49% of his total yards in three games. It's not It's not what you want to get involved in there. Not for seven dollars. Yeah, yeah. There's no the risk is all goes away for seven dollars, but especially when you were able to fleece one of your friends for twenty five. So, <laughs> all right, let's go on to the hammer. The only other team that we know he's keeping Devonte Freeman for eight dollars. We know he's threatened to keep Antonio Brown for seventy nine. Um, after speaking with Rev today, I can. Uh, I can verify that Antonio Brown will be the top player available in the 2017 draft. Uh, I think the fact that he was going to start with $94 scared him a little bit (laughs) (laughs) after two players. So um, he actually mentioned to me that he's going to throw Brown back in, and he's now down to either LaShawn McCoy for 46 or Melvin Gordon for 20. I think Freeman's a lock. At eight. At eight. And I think Melvin Gordon's a lock at 20. I, I, I mean, I get keeping LaShawn McCoy. I think he's going to be outstanding this year, but I'm all about saving the most money. And I think you do that much more with Melvin Gordon than you do LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. I'm a big McCoy fan, obviously probably the biggest McCoy fan in the league. And I still think you gotta go Gordon. Yeah. Um, twenty six bucks is a lot, that's a player. Yeah, twenty six you know, bucks is a good player. Is a solid chunk of change there. I don't know that Gordon can replicate what he did last year, but no reason that he can't be close. Plus we know if we know one thing about Kev, we know that he's gonna be in on the brown bidding. And even if he can't win it, he's going to try to make someone pay at least what he paid last year. Is he down money going in already? Yeah, he's down um, like 13 or something like that. It's on the first tab. Uh, that's why I'm not seeing it. This good radio here. He's he's down somewhere between ten and fifteen, I think. It says one eighty one. Nineteen. Yeah, so like you said, he wants to be in on the brown bid. Um sounds like he wants to be in on McCoy since he's debating keeping at forty six. So he wants to be on the Lat Murray bidding too. Coming in at <laughs> coming in at down nineteen. To me, the only way you can compete for McCoy and or Brown is to keep Gordon. 
if he keeps McCoy, I feel like he rules himself out of the Gordon bid because Gordon's going to be the top available and he's going to be ridiculously priced. And <clears throat> top available running back. And Brown's the top available overall. And he's not going to have the money to go at it. That's why keeping the value at Gordon makes sense because he can get back in on either one of those players possibly if he does that with the extra $26. Yeah, you're spot on. As always, Ed, your analysis is spectacular. The other guy, I mean, that, and he's not going to consider this, but if he really wanted to be in on all the big bidding, he would keep Pierre Garçon. Yes, sir. <laughs> but we know Butler's... Uh, I'm going to say this the nicest way possible. Butler's ego is not going to allow him to keep <laughs> Pierre Garçon. No, no way. He's is it just, ego or knowledge? He's not, a big, that, he's not a big enough name. The fact that he told you that ESPN got awful show got him off of Brown to McCoy. <laughs> Be nice. That was nice. No, I think, I think Butler's going to keep uh, Freeman and Gordon. I think that's where he's going to go. I think so too. I think he's keeping the cool way. It's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to see that one. It's gonna that's that's the one I'm really waiting to see. That's gonna that's gonna affect the running back market the largest way. Cause I think McCoy can get close to sixty bucks and I don't think Gordon gets there. He could. I guess he could, yeah. If you look at it, it's like McCoy and then who? I mean, Gordon and then who? Ajayi. And I guess like guys like Crowell, Fournette. Um, I don't know. We're going to talk about Fegley's team here in a little bit, but I don't know if DeMarco Murray's in his plans. So let's get there now. Let's go to Fegley's team. A steep drop off. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it falls off a cliff in a hurry. Not that there's not that there's not good players. I mean, guys like Carlos Hyde, Adrian Peterson, Spencer Ware. We think he's going to get thrown back in potentially. Um, there's some good mid tier guys, but like you said, it's still a drop off, a significant drop off. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of the big name wide receivers are being kept, so I think there's going to be a lot more hunger for a big name back than a big name receiver. Yeah, you see a lot of people. There's a lot more wide receivers being kept than running backs. So, let's talk about uh, Fegley's team here. There's a lot of options here. Um, I don't think they're necessarily great options, but there's a lot of options. Um, start off with Bilal Pal, six dollars. That's a good value, even though we're not excited about Pal. Baldwin for twenty. Uh, Tevin Coleman for six. Three, even better. Murray for mid to mid to high twenties. Just verifying. Is he not on here? His name is Demarco Murray. <laughs> oh, there he is. Twenty-seven. Um, Andrew Luck, mid twenties. Fitzy, eleven. So good. Um, you know Kenny Britt. I guess we could talk about. Anunwa would have been a keeper option if he hadn't blew out his knee. There's there's a lot of ways he could go here, and I'm not sure even he knows yet. 
where where you guys think Fedley should be and where do you think he's going to go? Uh, I would do Baldwin and Powell. Yeah, I think you got to go Baldwin. Um, after that, it is a tough decision. I, I think I'd go Powell, but I'm not confident in that. I'd be inclined, I think, to keep Fitzgerald or Coleman over Powell, but I don't know. that. I can't realistically think about this situation because it's not mine to think about. He's got an even 200, so it's not like he has extra or down money to play with. He really can just keep his best players. I know from initial conversations with Fegley, he was kind of set on Luck and Murray a couple days ago. So, I, I don't know. There's a lot of ways he could go here. I think Fitzgerald at $11 is a really good value. Um, Coleman at 3 is a is a good flex still, I think, in this league. But I understand why you'd want Powell over Coleman. I think we're expecting more touches from Powell. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of ways he could go here. Now that I think about it, I think I'd switch to Coleman over Powell. Um went off and showed that there's just plenty of touches to go around for yeah. everyone there. Not that he's going to be... I'm expecting Coleman to be a, an RB1, but I just feel like he the touchdowns are there. There's enough touches to make him a, a weekly play in your lineup. Um, he could be an interesting bid. No? It could be. It could, depending on how you value him. I mean... Not for me. I could definitely see uh, some people valuing him and in the 10 to $15 range, and I could see someone valuing him as cl- up to 30 <laughs> 30 might be a little steep. But it might yeah. be, but I could, see, I could see someone valuing him. The only way he gets that high is if he's the last good running back available when people have money. That's yeah. how he. That's how his price goes up. Yeah, I think he, I think he falls more around like 15 somewhere in that range, but I, I could see some bidding on him. Getting Your numbers him. are high. Coleman gets to 15. I think, I don't know. I think what happened down there last year in Atlanta has to be thrown out the window. Yeah, it's a totally different offense. Well, same offense, new coordinator. Could definitely see some changes there. I agree with that. Um, He's not a good one. I'd be interested to see what a mid-tier running back like him went for in the last couple of years. I think that I don't, I don't know how much we're going to stray from what the past couple of years have been like. You don't think there's much stray at all? No, I don't think. I'm not sure there's a reason to be, but I don't know. We'll see. What about Jimmy Graham at three? Is that what he is? Yeah. That's a good price. That's a real good price. Tough to keep Baldwin and Graham, though, but if he doesn't go Baldwin, I think Graham becomes in play. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, last team that we haven't talked about yet. Total unknown to me. Um, Fleetwood franchise. I know that he's debating the running back position. I think he's leaning Lacey and CJ Anderson for a dollar a piece right now. We know Ty can be the miser of the group as far as spending money. Um, 
He also mentioned the names Theo Riddick and Paul Perkins to me. I just don't think that they're keeper caliber players in our league. Um, but Lacey and Anderson to get two starting running backs for a buck apiece, it's not a bad start. He's another one starting at $200 even. So what do you guys think about the franchise? I think, uh, I don't know. I think Lacey's become more concerning as the preseason's rolled along here. Um, That's true. That was a little while ago when I talked to him about that. Yeah. I'm not sure he's a clear-cut lock. Anderson at a dollar's fine. I mean, when he's out there, he's just pretty decent. Just got to stay healthy, so dollar, that's fine. Um, what's what's Mariota? Five. That's not bad. Uh, Hopkins at 25 seems okay. I'm not a Hopkins fan, but with the options, I think I'd rather have a Hopkins at 25 than kind of a flyer. Because I feel like if you keep Lacey and Anderson... You, there's a there's an easy way to become complacent in running back bids because you have to. Yeah, you have to again go to what you were saying about the fact that you have two flex players there. That's really what you're talking about. Maybe an RB two, an RB two and a flex two, probably more likely than not. But yeah, I just feel like I, I mean I know that's the path you have to take at draft day, but. I feel like it becomes harder on you because you feel like you need to get in on that receiver bidding because you're looking and seeing you have none. And then if you get into those high receiver bids, you kind of put your you might put yourself out of those big running back bids. And you don't I mean you have two on your roster, but you don't have a great one. You don't have a good one. So I think it's a tough path to try and go down. That's what happened to me last year with uh, Martin and Gurley. I ended up chasing at the end because I didn't want to get involved in the Bell and the McCoy and stuff like that and then I ended up spending $4 less than McCoy for Eddie Lacy. It's not, that's not how you win. No. (laughs) (laughs) I I proved that. This is a team where I'm not exactly sure where they're going. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. If I had to guess, he's keeping C.J. Anderson. I mean, that's probably the... One that I feel confident. He's he's not even good though. Like, no. uh, I mean, part I'd be hard pressed to not keep Parker and Mariota. I know Park. What's Parker's price? Three. I mean, that's not. I know he's not that great, but he is. His upside is so much higher than Lacey and Anderson. Yeah. Right. Even Thielen at five is a flex play. Yeah. Then he could change his team name to something cool, like more than a feeling. But we can't change our team names per the per the bylaws. So it's like the guy last year tried to change his name to the Ginger Deadheads or something. <laughs> um. All right. So with all that being said, best position come next Saturday. Where do you got? Where are you guys leaning? Who who's in the best position come next Saturday? Right now. Sure. Houston Park. Got two studs. 
for $54 or whatever it is. You, you know who else has two studs for $54? Actually, I don't even, how much is OBJ? 50 and 4 Eddie Mitchum has two studs for $54, too. 56 Green's 48 Oh, my bad. Like I said, abusement park. <laughs> Eddie, do you want to be contrarian or you agree with us? Um, I think he is because he's got the top, I mean, one or two pick in every draft in the world for $4. So no matter what he does after that, it doesn't matter. And no matter what anyone else does, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's got, he's got the top easily the top two picks for four bucks so you can't really beat it and even if you throw Beckham and his high value into it he's got two top five top six players for 27 average or 27 apiece yeah that's really good yep and I'm not even sure who's a close second behind him well who's second because I don't think there's a close I mean, I kind of envy Bulls' position, only having $13 tied up, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the players are out there to spend that money this year. Yeah, I mean, right now I think it's sure, and then everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's in the lead for, not to, no pun intended, for sure. <laughs> And he's been a guy that hasn't been afraid to throw some cash around in the draft, too. I mean, he kept these two players last year, and he added Demarius Thomas, Gronkowski, and Drew Brees around him. Gronk ended up not being what he hoped he would be, but, you know, he went out and spent more money on big names, even though he was keeping Beckham at the time for 47 So, you know, he's a guy that's not afraid to throw it around, even when he's down a little bit, too, so... He's going to be tough. He's going to be tough to compete with this year. Well, I'll tell you who's second. It's a tie. Can't wait to hear this. It's a tie between me and Butler. You got some reasoning there? You got some some facts to back that up in? Yeah, I'm keeping like two top eight wide receiver downs for the same price. Basically as sure is and Butler is keeping the two I mean depending on how he goes about it he's keeping two top eight running back towns for $54 at the most at the most yeah possibly for $28 yeah yeah and I think if he goes about doing it the $28 range he's ahead of me Yeah, the only difference is you're up money coming in and he's down money. Yeah. I agree. I mean, Butler's shown in the draft, he, he's the same way as, sure, he's not afraid to throw that money around. And um, sometimes the lack of depth comes to bite him at the end of the season. But that's not because of what he does in the draft. That's because of what he does during the season. You know, he doesn't really add to his bench. He doesn't look for... He doesn't look ahead. 
um, he's kind of focused on the right now. So that's why he usually leaves the team, leaves the draft with a good team, and why he can't close. <laughs> No? I agree. You agree with that? Yeah. Who would you rather have Butler or Eddie's position? Uh, I think I'd rather have Butler's just because I think Gordon and Freeman for 28 bucks is... It's good. You can't really beat that. <laughs> it is good. Yeah, I mean, and the, the only thing keeping Eddie out of that in your mind is the price no, on the Green. Price yeah. I think you'd rather have Green and Thomas. Yeah, I think they're probably comparable. I mean, I think I'd rather, just based on the positions they play, I think I'd rather have the receivers, yeah. but the price of Green at 46 is a little too steep for me. Now, if he keeps McCoy at 46 and Freeman at 8, McCoy's obviously better than Gordon, but would you rather have Eddie's position or Beller's in that case? I think I'd rather have Eddie's in that case because I don't really want to keep a... Yeah, if you wanted to do that, you would have kept Bell at 49 because he's obviously more than $3 better than McCoy. Yes. Interesting stuff. Will we see a trade between right now and the tr- and the keeper deadline? I think there's a good chance we could see one tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. With you? Yeah. I wish you had money to take on. I do, too. I oh, know. My goodness. But you know what I'd be giving you right now? Yeah. A lot for your quarterback. <laughs> is he for sale? He is. Is he? We have to see if we can work a three-way out. Those are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ed, anything else for the good of the order? Negative. What do you think? Will we see a trade? Yeah, so if it's the one I'm working on. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? All right, uh, that wraps up the Red Triangle Sports Podcast. The world-famous Red Triangle Sports Podcast. Shout-out to uh, Joe Dolan and Matt Camp for having us on Sirius XM League Spotlight last Sunday. It was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully we get some more listeners because of it. We'll see. Find us on Twitter at Red Triangle 23 We've been putting some uh, preseason draft polls out there just to see where some people's heads are at. Uh, thank you to Eddie Mitchum and Shane Stein for joining me. Keeper deadline is now in 49 hours. And we're almost at draft day, fellas. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>